Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about, in your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans, like for a new ride or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime's Secure Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at chime.com build. That's chime.com build. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com disclosures for details. With the McDonald's app, you can get your favorite thing delivered to your door. So if you were looking for a reason to skip washing those dishes you left in the sink, consider this a sign. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Right now, get $0 delivery fee with any purchase of $15 or more, only in the app. At participating McDonald's, minimum purchase excludes tax and service fees. Delivery prices may be higher than in restaurants. Other fees may apply, not valid with any other offer, discount, or coupon. Would you build a house without a foundation? Would you have a child and not name it? Would you let a stranger squat on your property? No, of course not. So why should the Internet be any different? Every week, speak with top domain experts. Learn how to make money with domains. Know your legal rights. Each week, join our expert host to be master of your domain. Right here on Domain Masters. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another great week of Domain Domain Masters. I'm Monty Khan, your host. And... Um, Tonight, we are going to talk with Ron Jackson from DN Journal. As most of you know, uh, Ron's a frequent contributor to Domain Masters throughout the year, but we haven't had him on in a while. And uh, on DN Journal this year, uh, or this week, is uh, Ron's famous recap of 2006 and what's to come in 2007, where he talks to several of the industry experts, uh, about 14, 15 in total. I contributed to that article, and uh, Ron has such a great perspective uh, of the domain industry and its business because he talks to so many folks and covers so many of the uh, um, industry conferences. And so we're going to really talk about in great detail what's been going on in 2006, some of the drastic um, trends and, and movements in our industry and uh, what everybody's looking forward to in 2007, and it should be an interesting dialogue. Uh, we're also going to briefly cover uh, the upcoming exciting uh, Internext domain auction that is scheduled for the 17th of January. We're just about through the final list, and we'll have it posted on uh, our Marketplace uh, site and also at the Internext site, uh, the AVN site, and let everybody know what the uh, final list of about 3,000 domain names is going to look like. And out of that 3,000 domain list will come the top 300, which we'll be auctioning off live in front of the very first uh, adult uh, conference, and it should be a fun show. Uh, We have Joel Langbaum, our famous auctioneer, uh, from the October auction, where we sold $5.5 million worth of domain names, uh, attending the event and conducting the auction along with me. Uh, With that said, we will do a short commercial break and be back on with Ron Jackson from DN Journal. Stay tuned. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? 
Stay tuned. affiliate program to partner with hey all we're trying to do is make the most money in the least amount of time the answer is simple joebucks.com the world's leading herbal affiliate program joebucks.com is the direct manufacturer so there's no middleman this will allow you to make up to 50 percent the highest payouts on the net and also get paid twice a month sign up today and watch your income grow joebucks.com Marketing payouts lacking green, leaving you seeing red? Get your business in the black with NeverBlueAds.com. Sign up with NeverBlueAds.com today and earn an additional $200 for the first $200 generated. Get ready to flash those pearly whites with unique campaigns, real-time stats, great personal service, and high payouts on time every month from NeverBlueAds.com. Results for advertisers, income for affiliates, everybody wins with a better marketing experience from NeverBlueAds.com. Know how to get the best return on your advertising dollar? Clicksore.com. Yeah, ever since we began marketing with more precise content, target technology from Clicksore.com, we've seen a huge jump in visitors converting to buyers for just over one-third of a cent per view. To get over 300 categories, unlimited keywords and ad placement on over 100,000 sites, click on Clicksore.com today. That's Clicksore.com. Your bottom line will thank you. Clicksore.com. Delivers where it matters for you. Domain Masters. And you're still master of your domain. Yes. <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello. Welcome back to Domain Masters and welcome back to the show. Uh, as mentioned earlier, my first guest and my only guest tonight is Ron Jackson, the editor-in-chief uh, and publisher of dnjournal.com. This is the premier trade publication in the domain industry. Um, after uh, majoring in broadcasting journalism, Ron began his career as a radio news uh, director at a small station in Ohio, and within a couple years, he moved on to, uh, on to television and uh, news reporting with ABC TV affiliate in Florida. Um, since then, he's been involved in several uh, domain, I mean, several uh, TV and radio broadcasting uh, career opportunities, and uh, started the very first domain-focused uh, uh, journal uh, for the internet folks, and uh, started dnjournal.com and uh, is also a domainer himself, and he covers the industry and helps promote uh, the positive things that are going on in their industry. And uh, not only is he a good friend, but a great guest, and uh, welcome to the show, Mr. Ron Jackson. Thank you, Money. It's uh, great to get back with you again. Some time's passed, so we'll have a lot to talk about tonight. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And uh, one of the great things about, uh, about uh, tonight's conversation is that it's right after your recap of what happened in 2006, uh, which you feature on the DN Journal site. And it's a very uh, uh, interesting and very educational read for those of you that have not read it yet. If you have not read it, please go to dnjournal.com and look at the uh, 2006 recap and 2007 forecast uh, from all the uh, top experts and uh, domain industry folks, and uh, it's a very interesting read. Why don't we pick through that a little bit and talk about um, um, the several 
experts that you've chosen to contribute and why you chose them and, um, and kind of what you've gotten out of that from a perspective standpoint. Well, to set the stage for you, uh, this is the third year that we did them. We've been doing it each January. And, you know, honestly, from my days back in um, radio and television, I always hated the year-in-review things that the media did. We always did them. But the only reason that we did them was because we wanted to fill time during the holidays because, you know, people, most of the staff was off um, taking a long Christmas break. So it would be natural for the TV stations and radio stations and newspapers to dig out stuff and and, uh, talk about what happened the year before. And I always found that so boring because I felt if you paid any attention at all to what was going on in the world, you already knew what happened. So it was really, you know, kind of transparent that it was just a rehashing. So I found that so boring because I felt if you paid any attention at all to what was going on in the world, you already knew what happened. So it was really, you know, kind of transparent that it was just a rehashing. So I found that so boring because I felt if you paid any attention at all to what was going on in the world, you already knew what happened. So it was really, you know, kind of transparent that it was just a rehashing. So I, initially when I started the journal, I was thinking, you know, I, I wouldn't do that. Right. But I took a, a different approach to it, and that was that rather than just recite what happened that everyone already knew about in the past year, we would get experts to focus in on specific events or trends that occurred in the year and tell us what that meant in, to the industry today, uh, how it changed, how business is going to be going forward. So that's how we approach the um, look back at the previous year in, the, in these articles that we do. And then, of course, we also had them forecast what they see coming. So, as I mentioned, we've um, done that with a different cast of characters each um, year that we've done it. But we also uh, bring a lot of the same people back because they have uh, uh, their hands in so many different pies and such a great understanding and and have been in it for such a long time as you have. I think you've been in every single year that we've done it, and so have a few others. But the um, group I'm, I'm, that we got this year, I'm really happy with. We had um, there are in the industry right now. that's mentioned at the start of that story uh, four what I would call domain conglomerates that are now doing more than a hundred million dollars worth of um, annual business. Uh, and we had representatives from three of the four: Bob Martin from iReit, uh, Paul Stiahura from Demand Media, and Andy Smith from Marchex. And the only reason we didn't have uh, a representative from Name Media, which is the other one, is that their uh, CEO Jeff Bennett, uh, his father, unfortunately had passed away last week just before our deadline, and as a result, Jeff had to bow out, or we would have had representatives from uh, all four of those in there. Right, of course, right. we from uh, other multiple service companies like CVAST, you were there. Uh, Tim Schumacher and Matt Bentley from CEDO are represented there, of course, involved in both um, the aftermarket and PPC industries. We have uh, Mark Kuba from Traffic Z and Ron Sheridan from Domain Sponsor, um, also representing PPC. We also have some of the um, largest portfolio owners in the world. Frank Schilling from Name Administration is in there. Uh, a guy that has uh, often been referred to as the most successful domainer in the world today. Roy Messer, who just sold Vodka.com for $3 million. Rick Schwartz is in, uh, who's known to a lot of people now as a tra- as the uh, co-founder of the traffic conferences, but Rick also has a great portfolio of his own. And we have some of the leading attorneys, Ari Goldberger, 
from Esquire.com, Paul Keating from Renova Limited. In financing, we have Robert Alfano from Domain Capital talking uh, about how that's changing the industry. Representing the trade shows, Howard New uh, is uh, featured in the article talking about where traffic's been, where they're going to go in 2007. And in the registration field, we've got uh, Freddie Shywek, the vice president at EuroDNS, who uh, took his time to talk a lot about how the CCTLD field is starting to break out. So you can tell from that list, it really is an industry all-star lineup. And um, I think if people take the time, they'll they'll get a great understanding of, of where we've been the past 12 months and where we're going to go uh, from this group that we have. Right, definitely. And, um, you know, you've covered a lot of events um, uh, in 2006, and there's been a lot of uh, uh, breaking news and industry trends. What do you think stands out, just based off of what everybody's been talking about, but what do you think stands out as the top two or three things that have really affected change in 2006 thus far? Well, I think the the overriding theme by far uh, in this piece was uh, consolidation in the industry, and that actually the second straight year that that was the case. The first predictions that that was coming was in last year's article, and uh, we saw so much of that in this past year. Uh, we had a major marketplace, uh, Aftonic, being purchased by Name Media, major registrars like Enom and Book Register, who both went to do, uh, to demand Man media. media right. uh, some PPC companies, Moniker, was involved in a in a major merger, of course, that has uh, made you a multi-service company. And there, everyone in this article is predicting we're going to see more of that because you have some extremely well capitalized. Uh, companies in this space now, and, and the race is really on to kind of reach the top of the mountain, so that's definitely the byword. The right. other thing I would say is that everyone talked about is just a uh, general sense of optimism. We're continuing to see rising prices in the aftermarket. The fourth quarter was just unbelievable. We, that, that momentum just seemed to accelerate right through the holidays, and uh, I think that bodes very well for the upcoming year. Yeah, definitely. And um um, you know, as much as consolidation that I'm seeing, I'm seeing also as much or even more new players, new companies, new concepts getting into the business. And you see, um, um, usually you see consolidation when a market is um, either at its very early stages or, or when it's uh, reached its maturity. In this case, uh, I guess you could say we're in, um, um, we're, ver- we're in our very early stages, but what's unique about this industry is that it's growing so fast at the same time it's consolidating that there's so many new um, uh, offerings and new people getting in. Um, the last traffic conference, for, for example, um, I think one-third of the folks that attended were actually newbies or, or the first-time, uh, uh, you know, first-time attendees. Is that so? That's true, and actually, um, this particular article, uh, Rick Schwartz is the last person that we feature in this piece, and he talks at length about that. Uh, he said he has never seen anything like it in all the time that he's been in this business, and of course, he has a really close look at at that wave of new people coming because he's seeing now pre-registrations for the Traffic West Conference that's coming up in Las Vegas in March, and he said there's getting flooded by uh, new people that are pouring in, and he He's he's estimating that um, the number of people that are working in some capacity in the business could could uh, multiply tenfold over the next year or two. It's like a magnet or, or bees being drawn to honey. So the, the growth is phenomenal. Uh, he talks in that article about how there are good things about that and there can be bad things about it as well because 
anytime you have uh, a situation where uh, an industry is growing as fast as we are and there's a lot of money there, you're also going to draw in people who are going to try to use that to um, um, market get-rich-quick uh, schemes to, to gullible people and that sort of thing. So he has some concerns that it could could worsen an image problem for the domain industry when that sort of, um, you know, carpetbagger or whatever you want to call them comes in that something will have to be on guard for. At the same time, of course, the new money continues to fuel rising prices and um, a, a spillover into areas beyond the dot-com that uh, can really spread a lot of health and continued growth through the business. Yeah, definitely. And, um, you know, it's always good to see some consolidation and some companies um, merging with others and also some investment capital uh, dollars come into the industry because it means it has legs. And uh, like we've always said at these conferences, the more money that's coming in from the outside, um, even if it's competitive, um, is actually good because it it's validating um, uh, what we're doing and what we started, you know, 10 years ago uh, to be something that we believed in as a future business for all of us. And, um, you know, as you know, even in your own business, you've been the premier uh, online media uh, venue to, to report the news and report the daily sales. And, you know, there's popularity in Domain Wire, and uh, I understand there's a new uh, hard copy magazine that's due out soon. And um, I think overall this is really going to bolster education and, um, of course, the um, the numerous articles that are now being reported, um, even even the, some of the negative articles that are related to the industry are actually helping the industry out. The the click fraud articles and the and they're 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 mentioning both positive and negative sides. Um, that had to be really um, um, eye opening for you as a journalist, and also having one of the um, one of the only um, domain media uh, venues in our industry to see some more coverage of our industry and also some of the new entries into the market to help um, get domainers and outside folks uh, and, you know, interested in our, in, our, um, in, in our industry. What do you have to say about all that? Well, I think that's one of the the very best signs of of um, just remarkable growth in the business. Because when I came in uh, and actually started D and Journal uh, with the idea that it would just be kind of a part time hobby publication, because it was such a niche industry, there weren't more than a few hundred people really involved in it at that time. And now here we are, uh, four years after I started, and we're getting our own entire uh, media building up around this industry. Uh, you had mentioned uh, the hardcover magazine, Jerry Nolte, who's been in the business a long time, is getting ready to put that out. They're planning to do a bi-monthly. Uh, Andrew Alleman's doing a great job with the domain name Wire. There's another one, DomainNews.com, but it's, it's just phenomenal. And that's more, I'm kind of more at home in that because I came out of traditional media uh, working. My last station was in Tampa, and we had like six TV stations that were all out there getting the local news every day, and you had dozens of radio stations and newspapers, and it's just a sign that we're thriving and great life. And there's going, to, and the more outlets there are out there who are uh, putting the information out there, making it more accessible to the mainstream, the faster the business is going to grow. And I can tell you from having done it myself for four years, there is no way that any single entity can cover it all because there, there are stories everywhere, news breaking out everywhere. So it really is a healthy sign, in my view. Yeah, definitely, definitely, and. Um... Um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about, you know, some of the um, 
uh, major domain sales that have occurred in 2006, and what was different about this year versus last year, and um, where, where you see that going a little bit? What's, what what came across, um, you know, from your domain sales reporting uh, standpoint that stood out this year that um, you know made things different than 2005? Well, there were quite a quite a few more sales. The market has grown a great deal. We actually we just we just closed out the last year, and I haven't looked had a chance even yet to look um, crunch all of the numbers, but. I did um, at the Traffic East conference in October uh, in preparation for talking a few minutes there about the market. Uh, I had kind of done a quick tally of five-figure sales. And and at that point, when we still had a couple of months to go, we were already about 40% uh, higher uh, in the number of sales that had occurred at that level. And um, really closed phenomenally in the fourth quarter. It just, I just could not believe uh, I kept waiting for that kind of holiday lull to come where people are out of the office and, you know, gone for long holiday stretches. And it didn't slow down at all. In fact, we had a couple of the biggest sales of the year there in the fourth quarter with uh, Vodka.com and Cameras.com going for $1.5 million. So it's, it's just like someone poured, uh, you know, a few gallons of gasoline on a charcoal grill. Yeah. Uh, and, again, that's a sign of all, all the um, new investment dollars that are coming into this space. We're getting closer and closer to that situation where you have investors who know nothing about the space but are, you know, are hearing enough about it and coming to understand it enough to view it as a viable option, just like they would buy bonds or buy stocks or buy anything else. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you're starting to definitely see a shift in investment strategy for both um, individual investors and individual domainers uh, to major corporations, entities, and REITs to uh, get domain portfolios or buy payment streams. And, of course, the popularity of domain financing and the validation that domain financing can work like it's working in the mortgage industry. I've been involved in, you know, almost 100 different transactions with domain capital. Uh, myself, you know, or our company has doing the escrow and sales parts of those particular transactions and making sure that the uh, prices being loaned against are valid and, and acceptable in the marketplace. And I'm really starting to see something that's, um, that's going to be very strong for the future, that's for sure. Well, that uh, the guys from Domain Capital, uh, Robert Alfano and Greg Freeman, were, were brilliant to, to step into the this business when they did. They recognized an opportunity that no one else saw, and the the, the way they were able to make it work, uh, these guys are really smart businessmen. They had made their own fortunes before, so they knew exactly what they were doing, and they had that capital there where they could do it. Still, everyone was, you know, there were people I'm sure on the outside that thought they were taking a crazy risk, but right now they remain pretty much the only game in town. It's working out well for them. It's bringing liquidity to the market and, and enabling more deals to be done. And they're going to end up, uh, you know, being giants again uh, in, in this field. I, I love seeing that sort of thing happen where entrepreneurs come in, recognize an opportunity, and turn it into something great. And there are just so many people who have been able to do that sort of thing uh, in this business. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, some of the um some of the other extensions uh, uh, played out very strong in 2006 uh, also. Um, even in our live auctions, um, there there was a good degree of success in some of the CC, not the CCTLDs, although they did very good also um, through some of the sales uh, that CDU and some of the other players that are more international did. But um, .info and .us and .biz and a lot of those extensions, and of course, uh, we had wonderful success at our last live auction with .mobi. What's your take on all, on all that and how that's affecting the industry, uh, you know, going forward? 
Well, again, I think it's a sign of, of the broadening of the industry. Dot-com is a phenomenal brand, and I don't think we're ever going to see anything that's going to approach that, and it's going to remain the gold standard. But there uh, is such a need for memorable uh, domain names, and there's so many different levels of the market now. Where you've got the smallest mom-and-pop businesses that want a memorable name. You've got people who want a name just to use for their email address. The day is coming where everyone's going to have a domain name for one purpose or another. So I think that there is that's opening the door for a lot of these other extensions and creating some demand there too. And even though it won't be a market like the dot-com market, it'll nonetheless be a market and one that can be quite profitable for the people who play in it. I've always been uh, someone who's favored uh, growth and some promotion of all the extensions because I think it's better for the health of everyone involved in the industry. It's better for registrars. They have more different products to sell. It's better for the aftermarket. It creates more interest there. And what we've learned is that these extensions have no effect whatsoever on the dot-com sales. So it's really the best, you know, of all possible worlds. The com stays strong, and, and that's the thing that people, you know, strive for. They'd one, they like to have their keyword in that, but they may start with that keyword in, let's say, a dot-info or a dot-us or whatever. And so th- those extensions are creating or provide an opportunity, particularly for newcomers coming in, to find a niche for themselves. And we're seeing people making money in all of these different fields. The IDNs are a really interesting area that um, I think's got great potential. Ron Sheridan from Domain Sponsor had mentioned it in the article, uh, an area that um, could really enjoy a breakout in 2007 now that Microsoft has a new browser out. That, yeah, uh, yeah, definitely. Matter of fact, I, I just completed a $35,000 domain uh, IDN sale. Unfortunately, I won't be able to report it but uh, uh, and tell you what it is, but um, uh, it, it's probably the highest IDN name paid um, for sure. Um, it's a great name, but, um, um, but uh, you know, I'm definitely seeing a, a great deal of popularity in the IDN offering for sure, and uh, we're seeing a lot of registrations and transfers into Moniker as a result of launching our new IDN. IDN tools, so I know that that's going to have a lot of legs, and it's a way to communicate internationally to uh, to everyone else. Well, I'm a big believer in common sense, and and to me, it's a very simple question. If you uh, speak a different language than English, what would you prefer to surf in? Now, you know, I'm not up on all the the technical hurdles that need to be gotten over. I understand there may be a few of those, but you know, it's going to be done. So it's just common sense to me that there's going to be a, a lot of growth there. The Mobies have been a big success story, too. In fact, we'll be reporting one in our next sales column Tuesday that will be the second largest .mobi sale ever reported uh, that was just completed, and that'll be behind only flowers.mobi at 200,000. I'll wait to our t- uh, Tuesday night column to reveal the name, but it's well uh, into six figures. Great. And um, we had one this past week that was on our uh, mainstream, or what I would call our all-extension top 20, Gamble.Mobi, went for 33000 this past week. Uh, in this current article, um, Freddie Shywek, uh, who's uh, in Europe with EuroDNS, talked a lot about the .eu. He even felt that from their standpoint over there, that was the most significant event of 2006, and they saw a lot of big sales there. He's kind of high on the .asia, which is supposed to be coming along sometime this spring. 
Uh, there was some good news for the .us people that uh, just came out last week. Some major corporations have adopted. I think the biggest was the Discover credit card, which everyone knows. They had been owned by Morgan Stanley, who spun that unit off into a company of its own, and they've set up shop on Discover.us which is a huge boost now because you'll be seeing that advertising all over the place. Uh, BenQ, who's a big maker of LCD monitors and projectors. In fact, I've got a BenQ 19-inch monitor on my desk here. Uh, just opened their U.S. site. They're a global corporation, but they're marketing in the U.S. on BenQ.us. And someone who was just in Las Vegas told me that they're, all the taxis in Las Vegas have the BenQ.us URL on it. And Nestle's just um, moved their Pure Life Water site to Nestle-PureLife.us. So, you know, there are more and more signs that some that this is moving out of the mom-and-pop stage into some corporate um, uh, adoption, and that's the sort of thing that gets the national advertising out there and increases recognition. So it doesn't matter what front you look on. I'm just seeing, like, uh, you know, growth in every direction. Yeah, definitely, and uh, we're kind of excited about next week because um, – the adult community is really uh, very mobile-ready as well, and the .mobi names uh, are happening to get a lot of interest um, because of its mobile application, and um, we have a lot of interest in a lot of domain names that are uh, of the .mobi extension, so it should be interesting to see if we can get any good sales out of that. But uh, I think what happened at traffic and then since has generated so much interest in the .mobi platform um, that it's uh, built a, a higher foundation in value just automatically out of the gates due to that auction uh, than what would normally be the start of any other extension um, just as a result of that. You know, to have some key names go for six figures at an event like that and then high five figures just out of the gate for the very first time as they're being offered to the entire, you know, industry is pretty incredible. It was phenomenal. I mean, I was there when that happened, and I you know, just couldn't believe it. You know, like a lot of people in the room, my jaw just dropped. It's going to be really interesting. I just got Cedo's um, newsletter today, and they have signed an agreement with the .mobi registry to, be, uh, to auction off 58 more of these reserved names uh, starting on Valentine's Day, February 14th. And they've got some killers in that group, music.mobi, which is such a natural, and photos.mobi. So I'll be very curious to see if in that open auction, if those prices approach flowers.mobi, because those names are on that kind of a par. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, Ron, let's um, uh, let's uh, do a, a quick break and then come back and talk a little bit about what's to come in 2007. Uh, since we covered 2006, and uh, we'll touch more base on um, on the article and some of the um, uh, some of the stuff in the rumor mill and what's going on, and uh, and and then wrap things up. How about that? Sounds good. Okay, stay tuned. We'll be back on with Domain Masters and Ron Jackson from DN Journal in just a couple minutes. You're just minutes away from more Domain Masters. The question is, are you still master of your domain? Stay tuned. Are you getting the most out of your online advertising? 
Now get more from your media spend with superior real-time targeting and creative optimization technology. Get more now from Casali Media. Casali Media. Save big as Casali Media's ad experts place your premium campaigns across the web's hottest properties at the most competitive rates. Want more? Get, get more. Visit casalimedia.com slash more to request your media kit. Casali Media. Advertising online is better here. Casali Media. Just getting your feet wet on the internet? Then dive into our stream. WebmasterRadio.fm We're the coolest place around. WebmasterRadio.fm We're everywhere. Generating buzz for your company is essential and now easier than ever with Paper Post, the consumer-generated advertising network. Our powerful network of bloggers at Paper Post will creatively expose your product or service through original link-generated ads and embedding video or audio on their sites. Launch your viral marketing campaigns with confidence and enjoy increased traffic with higher conversion rates only through Paper Post. Visit PaperPost.com and join the revolution. Viva la revolution! And uh, what, what's, uh, what's been your highest domain name sale? How much money was it for? It was approximately $144,000. About one hundred fifty grand. That's correct. Okay, great. You have had eBay by Rent.com and Shopping.com for a combined $1.4 billion. Monty, 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 the master of your domain. Literally probably 90 days after buying it uh, for $80,000, Interbrew bought it for $7 million. We appraised the property and helped get it sold for $3.4 million. It was the most valuable asset that they had, $6 million or $10 million on a domain name. When we sold autos.com for $2.2 million, people thought it was nuts, too. <laughs> domain Masters, only on Webmaster Radio. Be the master of your domain. Domain Masters. You're still master of your domain. Yes. <laughs> master of my domain. Here's your host. Hello, folks. Welcome back to Domain, domain Masters. And my guest, Ron Jackson from DN Journal. We're just recapping uh, what a great year 2006 was and some of the big industry newsmaking events uh, that helped make the uh, domain industry strong and vibrant. And um, some of the um, some of the news related uh, and uh, industry breaking records for domain sales and so on. Uh, now we're going to shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about 2007, and then uh, and then I know Ron, you wanted to ask me a few questions as well. So um, give me uh, give me a scope on you know based off of everybody com- compiling everybody's opinions of uh, of the 15 domain experts you had on for 2006 recap. Um, what do you get a sense of how we're going to do in 2007? The general consensus across the board is that it'll be another very big year. Um, 
having said that, when things have gone uh, so well, and we've been in a, in a strong bull market for two or three years, you know, you start looking around for signs uh, of a slowdown or, or something that could upset the apple cart. That's just prudent when you're investing a lot of money in a certain space. Um, aside from the general sense of optimism, some of the areas that some of our experts uh, pointed at that people need to be aware of, um, one in particular was uh, the situation with trademark-sensitive domains, which was talked about specifically by uh, Ari Goldberger and Paul Keating in our article. Um, with this boom in the domain market, a lot of people have made money from typo domains for many years, but with the boom is coming the recognition from those trademark owners that, that those names have value and that that traffic uh, could be and should be coming you know, directly to their site. So this is triggering a lot more lawsuits, uh, a lot more UDRP procedures, and it's getting much more dangerous to to dabble in that area, which is, you know, is a gray area at best and and black at worst. You could you could get into some really hot water quickly. So you really need to uh, clean up portfolios and reevaluate um, where you are if you have anything in the area, because it's not something that um, people are going to be allowed to skate by on in the future. Uh, another big danger that was cited, and one that I'm probably more concerned about than anything else, is this shift uh, within ICANN, where they seem to have made a marriage with the registries, and they've handed over these one-sided contracts to the registries that give them huge price increases. They would have given them uh, the ability to do variable pricing and charge anything they, they had wanted to charge if it weren't for a huge outroar from the domain registrant community. Uh, but I used to look at ICANN as a kind of this benign organization that, that governed domain names that we didn't have to pay too much attention to. But that whole uh, that whole situation shifted this past year, and we realized that's no longer the case. Uh, they're going to have to be watched very carefully so that all these hard-earned gains that people have made in investments over the last decade aren't lost. And, I mean, this is, you know, the, the registries have a lot of money, uh, lobbies in Washington and so on, and the only way we're going to be on an even playing field is we have uh, equal firepower. And very fortunately, there's a, an organization that's just been founded called the Internet Commerce Association that we also write about in this article that some of the biggest players have gotten behind and, and put funding into. They already have a full-time legal counsel in Washington, D.C. on staff, uh, an attorney, Phil Corwin. They're getting ready to hire an executive director, and uh, they'll have a representative uh, representing domain owners at all of the ICANN meetings, and we'll let them know that we're watching very carefully uh, for them to step, uh, keep them from stepping beyond their uh, mandate and uh, taking away um, assets or, or gains that don't rightfully belong to them. So I would say those are the two key con concerns, but everything else pretty much tilts back to the positive side, which is understandable when you look at this, just the vast flood of advertising money that's leaving traditional media and coming online because naturally the ad dollars follow eyeballs. And uh, one of the biggest um, manifestations of that this year was that in the uh, 
total sales volume, retail sales volume on the Internet, it jumped 26% this year, while your brick-and-mortar retail just stayed flat. I mean, it's just so obvious that, you know, there's no way around it. We're in the, in the center at the heart of the growth in, uh, in commerce in, in the world today. Yeah, definitely. And uh, another interesting uh, study that came out, which uh, is part of some of my presentations now, is the new website story um, study that came out uh, just a few months back that showed, I don't know if you remember the website story um, uh, study where it showed how many people actually type in a URL into the browser versus going to a search engine to get to their ultimate destination. And back in 2003, when they did the first study, it showed that uh, 47% um, of folks typed in where they wanted to go directly into the browser instead of going to a search engine. So you would think with the popularity of Google and Yahoo and, uh, and search engines in general that more and more people would be using search engines to get where they want to go. But in fact, the study showed that uh, more than 70% of folks now type in domain names directly into the URL line to get to their ultimate destination, which of course enhances the value of type-in domain names and even uh, type-O domain names, whether, it's, uh, uh, whether they're generic typos or whether they're brand typos. But um, what's happening is the general population, educated in the Internet or not educated, are going to their, their browser first, typing in, and assuming they're going to get to the site they want to go. And sometimes they mistype or whatever. Now, that also includes uh, people typing in Amazon and eBay and CNN and so forth, but also more generic things like autos.com or Stockwatch or stuff like that that they may not know what's there but think that there's something there that they want to do. It's a well-documented behavior, and, and I don't see anything that would really change that. And uh, it, there's actually so much simplicity in that. You you can put a term in a search engine, and you're going to get all these results to wade through. But uh, in the in the mind of some surfers, as they stick autos.com in the URL, they're going to get one result. And you know, more often than not, they they will get something relevant, even if it's a landing page. It's going to have highly targeted links that are going to take them on to what they're interested in. And seeing, so yeah, there's a huge amount of value in that, and that's being recognized now. Right, right, and then of course, um, I believe in 2007, what's going to be happening here is that um, there's about what two million people that get on every 35 or 40 days. They say uh, new people on the internet, and of course, our children are getting on the web earlier. Um, they're teaching web design and web development and coding and stuff in elementary and mid middle school now. Uh, I don't think I touched a computer until I was 26, and I certainly wasn't really web-enabled until I was in my 30s. Um, and now they're doing it at five and six years old. And then, of course, high school classes and curriculum are designed around being um, Internet-educated and doing business on Internet. And so what you're going to find is, is that uh, our industry is going to continue to explode because we're all going to need unique identities and uh, be able to service those folks that are getting online. And then you have the international communities that have been restricted from even being online, now getting online in the mass like in India and China and other uh, large um, growing um, international communities and um, vibrant um, you know financial communities and uh, it's just going to be I think um, um, it's going to have a lot a lot of legs going forward well, yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, with with the success we've had in recent years, are saying, "Wow, are we getting are we getting near the top? Are we going to run out of fuel?" But you look at the the figures. Um, the thing that's fueling it all, of course, is, is the advertising dollars coming in. But still, with, despite the spectacular growth in online, we're still sitting at single uh, single digits as far as our share of the entire ad budget globally. The amount of growth that's still there to be had is phenomenal. So I don't think we're anywhere near the end of the cycle. I think it's going to run many, many, many more years. 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. And um, um, the the online advertising community is definitely getting it, obviously. I mean, we're having first-time presentations on the domain industry and, and its value to their particular space. You know, I've spoken at, um, you know, SEF. I know Dan uh, Warner has spoken at uh, AdTech. And I speak at Webmaster World, and I'm speaking for the first time at the Affiliate Summit, and it's their first introduction to their community on what, how valuable domain names are uh, to um, affiliate uh, sites and microsites and uh, protecting their brands and all that stuff. And so as more and more people get educated, obviously, it's going to help increase and solidify our industry and get a lot more people and educated people into the business uh, of domaining that have been very successful with individual um, website and microsite and affiliate type um, um, you know, construction and success. Um, that's one of the reasons why we spend some time with the adult industry is because they are the kings at customer acquisition and overcoming um, uh, challenges and rules and regulations and staying and complying within those rules and regulations and still acquiring customers and making money. And a lot of their techniques and their um, foundation education have helped every domainer and every website developer uh, be successful. As a matter of fact, Amazon and eBay use many of the techniques that were originally um, designed for the adult industry to acquire customers. And so when more and more of this happens, um, we're going to have a lot more solid foundation and, and, uh, and obviously a lot more revenue and profit in the industry and a lot more people are going to be successful at it. I think another thing that's really exciting and the, that uh, is an opportunity that is almost mind-boggling to think about. We think today in terms of uh, PPC, but something so many of the experts talked about, and they think 2007 is the year we're going to see a, a lot of this, which is an evolution beyond simply a parked page where you have elements in there of uh, particularly lead generation, which is talked a lot about. So instead of getting a dime for a click, you might get $30 from a completed sale, which comes from the single click. And uh, more things where relevant content is plugged in. I know it's been talked about for a long time, but we're actually seeing these automated sites develop. Marchex is very big on that. They uh, bought a content company that is filling their sites with relevant content. Uh, but Frank Schilling talked a lot about, about it. Ari Goldberger did as well about new business models for the um, landing page that's going to make each page generate so much more revenue than it does today as these things come into place. Um, I, Rick Schwartz had talked recently about something he's working on. There was another individual that was working on something they plan to announce that, that does this kind of thing where it melds a lot of different elements together. I think that could be one of the most exciting things we'll see in 2007 for every domain owner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, um, you know, every industry withstands uh, a couple setbacks and then readjustments and then to get stronger and move for and moves forward. You know, a lot of people question the whole entire industry when the dot-com uh, boom and bust occurred. But um, really what it did for those of us that made it through all that stuff uh, is made us, made, it, uh, made us stronger and had us learn a lot about, um, about our businesses and the type of customers we need to retain and um, target so that you can be successful and withstand any kind of adjustment in the industry. And I think uh, what will happen is there will be some adjustments, there will be some changes in click fraud and, and other things due to the, some of the articles that come, come out. And then what will happen is that quality of traffic will continue to increase and PPC revenue will continue to increase. And as I predicted um, uh, or as I shared with you on my article, on your article, on your site, I do believe that there's going to be convergence of what's happening at traffic conferences, which is the gathering of domain owners, which are, are you know, assimilating to the raw property owner, you know, the bare land property owner that puts up 
billboards on their property to make money while they're deciding what to do with it, whether they're going to build hotel or some kind of uh, housing development or some kind of retail store. Uh, that's that's kind of what the current domainer is doing now. Is they're 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 putting up billboard advertisements using PPC. Then you have Webmaster World Community, which are the constr- you know the contractors and the developers that are building websites. Um, uh, doing customer acquisition, so on and so forth. And then you have SES, which is search engine strategies, which is enhancing customer acquisition and top search engine placement and, and being better marketers online and being more successful at that. And then you have the Affiliate Summit, which are happen- helping to multiply um, you know, your, your revenue streams by having very successful affiliate programs and customer acquisition programs on your sites and a conglomeration with you know, Google AdSense and Yahoo advertisements and all that stuff. And so people are now starting to cross over to these shows and get educated, and I think it's going to be very, very good for the industry. Well, you know more about that than anyone because you go to all of them. You're the only professional I know in the industry that hits every single one of these things that a lot of domainers aren't even thinking about yet. So you've got a, a window into that that even, you know, and I, I follow the business a lot but uh, don't really even know what's going off in some of these ancillary areas that are all coming together. So I know you'd have to be excited about that because you get a front-row seat on it. Yeah, well, not only very excited because we have a front-row seat, but we've spent a lot of time talking um, to the show um, coordinators and letting them know how important it is to educate their audience about domains and and that's why we're getting on the speaking document docket to help the whole industry out so that not only are they educated i mean for example the the folks at you know let's just let's just pick a couple of the niches for instance the adult industry they've been probably the most successful domainers with their individual brands on acquiring customers and you know and uh, on their on their particular sites but they have thousands of domains, you know, and many of the domains that are not live sites are just sitting around not doing anything. They're not even using PPC. So to educate them on that, on that um, functionality and that usage of their unused domain names um, it help, is really going to help their business out, and it's going to help the overall domain community. The same with the affiliate guys. They have tons of domains sitting around that aren't on their affiliate sites waiting to be developed, and they could be sitting them in baseline foundation programs that will help uh, um, increase the value of their domain names, and maybe they'll find that one of the domains sitting parked is actually more valuable than one of the ones they have uh, you know, live acquiring customers and, and supplying information to customers. And so um, when you go to all these shows and you see what's happening on the online business in general, you're able to um, package it all together and speak to those folks and educate them better, and then you acquire those customers you know that's why we're there, obviously, as a as a registrar and also as a domain aftermarket player, is to acquire all those niche, educated, successful business customers that have portfolios of domain names that may not be using them to the best of their potential. So, um, I'm learning a lot by going, and our staff is, and uh, and uh, luckily we're able to educate the community and. What happens is, you know, if they're a GoDaddy customer, they buy more names at GoDaddy sometimes, and sometimes they come over to Moniker or whatever. But the good news is they're investing more into the business, and that's what that's what's really important. Right, and I think this uh, next traffic show in March is going to be kind of the first one that's going to bring two different elements that have always been separate at their own conferences together. I know their theme is going to be development of domains and try to make an effort to introduce developers to domain owners so perhaps they can partner and do new things with uh, their site and and unlock value from them. And I'm sure we'll see more of that cross-pollination that you're seeing as you go to these different shows where all these elements will congregate and and yield some really powerhouse new businesses um, for the next decade. Yeah, I've actually talked to Rick and Howard about um, you know piggybacking 
poss- the possibility of piggybacking a traffic conference with a webmaster world conference because uh heck you know some of the some of the web domainers like sean pilfold uh who uh who's actually on the forum and on the chat board right now uh was at uh, webmaster world for his first time this time and you know they were looking for specific um you know specific guys to help them develop some of the portfolios or some of the domain names that they spent a lot of money on at the last auction to to make them successful and that's the right strategy is to diversify the investment not just have a thousand or ten thousand or a hundred thousand domains sitting around, but take a couple strategies and diversify the investment portfolio and develop some. Let some stay parked. Let some become full websites with full offerings. Um, maybe get some on the affiliate networks or microsite strategy where you can, you know, reap the rewards of um, of partial income or revenue shares or customer acquisition income versus, you know, advertising PPC click through revenue and. Um, what happens is, is you'll find that some domains will just perform better by being PPC pages than developing a full-fledged website that's very focused and targeted and niched. And the only way that you can determine all that is to is to put your, you know, put your foot in a couple different puddles and find out what works best. Right. Exactly. Definitely. Definitely. Um, anything else you have to share, or, um, that, or I'll just that make would be good one other you. point. I note I had made a note here, and I, and that was in the article that I thought was uh, I got kind of a kick out of. Um, Paul Stahura from Demand Media, uh, who's early in the article, was talking about uh, he thought .dot TV could be a hit this year, and you know that's kind of been hanging around forever and had never really taken off. That's actually the Tuvalu country code that people have always envisioned would be maybe become successful someday on the web as a as a video format. Well, now that YouTube got so big last year, that kind of gave that a little bit of impetus, and Paul's kind of taken that as his pick hit now. It's true that he's got a vested interest because Enom has taken over management of the of the dot TVs uh, under a deal they did with Verisign, but at the same time, you've um, they're they're popping up on uh, different television stations using them. So there may be something to it. But the reason I got a kick out of it is if you were at the and you were at the traffic conference in Hollywood, Florida, in October, when Tom Gardner from the Motley Crew was the keynote speaker, and I was at the the front table with Tom, and he. Told Tell me when I get up there, I want to do something. I want to make a prediction that'll really kind of catch people off guard. And he goes, "I've really been." He didn't know a lot about the domain business, but he kind of studied up on it for his speech. And he told me, "I'm going to predict that dot TV is going to be the big thing in 2007." And I <laughs> and I looked at him and said, "Gosh, Tom, I don't know if you want to do that. That's not going to go over real well here, <laughs> because at that time there really just still wasn't much happening." But he went ahead and did it. And I mean, when he made that prediction at the end of his speech, there was dead. <laughs> in that hall of about 500 people because they go, man, this guy could not be further off base. And But now, here you are, what, we're now only two or three months later, and now you've got um, Enom has cut that deal. You've got people like Stuhura saying it could be the big thing, and and video is becoming a big thing. I mean, the jury's still out. We don't know yet, but it is just kind of a sign of how quickly things can turn in this industry. Um, and, and it's something I really love about it. You can, you can never be bored here because you don't know what the landscape's going to look like three months later, but all of a sudden you got something that kind of looked like an officer ran. Maybe it's going to go somewhere. Yeah, well, yeah, his his. Uh, I was at the table with you, uh, uh, and um, he was like, "Yeah, you know, but YouTube is going to spark up, you know, video on TV, you know, video." It, it, I guess the ultimate prediction, which is which is probably true, is that your television will be a giant media center, which will include not only regular TV channels, your cable network channels, your satellite channels, and of course your internet channels. And um, as more and more entertainment type shows, um, scripts, uh, blips, blurbs 
you know, real-time video stuff gets captured on the web, um, you'd be able to flip through those channels, uh, you know, whether it's on, uh, you know, not from your computer necessarily, but in your media and entertainment room right on your television. And so uh, that's why he, uh, you know, he, he made that prediction. And, you know, who, you know, all you need is a little, you know, a little... Uh, um, idea like that, and it can take off if enough people jump on it. I mean, you know, look what's going on with Dot Moby, and of course, when Dot TV first launched, that was their whole that was their whole scheme is that it's the it's the television you know extension, and uh, you know when it first launched, when uh, and I was there actually in the Idea Lab office when they when they created the extension and partnered with the uh, king of Tuvalu and and worked that thing out. Uh, they were in their little cubbies. Uh, they were a little tiny. Um, um, cubby of like six people all crammed in an open cubby next to the folks at jewelry.com and i think even pets.com was right you know right on the corner of their area this is now back in in 2000 um you know they really believed in that extension taking off and it did you know for a while until uh you know until the 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 whole dot-com crash (laughs) well i think the big element in it now too is that uh, under enom's management deal they've slashed the registration price uh, and set up a separate site at enom.tv, and I think they're only charging 20 bucks or something. That's something they needed to do. But, you know, it's, it's again, it's, it's going to be interesting. There are just so many uh, angles you can go off on. There are so many opportunities. People, that's the other question that always comes up is, there's, you know, is there still any way I can make any money in that business? I mean, all these guys have done really well. But there's just so many niches and so many opportunities. So I think the answer to that is, you know, is definitely, yes, there's opportunity there. Yeah, for sure. Before we wrap up, before I get to ask you any questions. Oh well, shoot away. We got a few more minutes. (laughs) Well, I was going to start like from the beginning, but we're going to be too short a time to do that. So let me say this from the cut you know, kind of cut to the chase. Uh, I was going to go through your bio and all that, but we did um, a cover story with you, one of our earlier ones at the end of 2003. So I'll skip the archive stuff where you you kind of, you know, you grew up in Ohio and Cincinnati. I'm an Ohioan originally, too, from Columbus. Went across the river to UK, University of Kentucky, and uh, had some business success before you got into domains. All that's in that cover story, which if people go to our archive, and then click Cover Story Archive. It's actually the very last entry on that page, and you can read all of Monty's background and early business history in there, uh, and also how you got into domains. I was going to talk a little bit about that tonight, but again, we'll, let's just go right to today. And one of the things I was really curious about is your live auction platform. You guys rolled that out in uh, first time was uh, October 2005 at Traffic East when it was really uh, an experimental thing, and you learned so much from that, and you know, you could just, it was so exciting just to be a part of something that had never happened before. Then just a few months later, you're at Traffic West in two, spring of 2006. You do $2 million worth of sales there. And then six months later, you're at Traffic East, and you're doing over $5 million in sales. I just wondered if, if when you guys came out with that idea, if you ever thought it would explode in the way that it has. Well, when I, um, I, I, I thought of the concept and that how we could take something that was more of a um, you know, it's, it's if you go to if you do if you attend a Christie's or a Sotheby's auction, which I have before, you know, you're looking at something that's physical, something that may have some historic value, something that's uh, has intrinsic value or famous or one of a kind item. And so I used some of that. You know, you're not looking at a domain name because it's not a physical entity. It's a it's a piece of intellectual property, and obviously it's a uh, it's 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 a piece of property that you can't really see or touch. Uh, but it is something that could be very valuable. The 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 commonality is that it's something unique. And since the the domain business was on the rise, I 
you know, of course, took a chance, and you really talked to Rick and Howard, and I said, hey, you know, I have a great idea. I think this will really work. If you remember, the very first um, uh, domain sales thing that they did on the board was not that very, you know, not that successful. There was like $45,000 in sales, and it was kind of, uh, it, you know, it was for the first-time event. I guess it was okay, but I, I thought through it, you know, for a couple months and how you can make, bring a, a supply and demand market into a room and have some fun and, um, and create um, um, you know, some excitement around buying and selling domain names, which is exactly what was going on in our sites and Sea-Do and Afternic kind of remotely, and even eBay. You know, eBay was becoming popular, and so why not bring it live like you're in a top-quality auction? So I did think it was going to be successful. Um, I didn't think, you know, my goal of the last auction was uh, was to, to be at about um, – Three or four million dollars, and we hit five. And uh, and um, now this little niche art auction that we're going to do at uh, at uh, at um, the adult conference at uh, Internext um, could be very very big. But uh, you know, my goal is a little bit less than what what our last traffic auction was because it's the first time event in their particular conference, and it's a niche market. Um, but I think the next traffic conference has the has the potential of being something you know between the five and ten million dollar range, if not greater. And of course, we're going to start introducing the concept of selling portfolios at that conference, um, like they're being bought on the web, and get them out in advance so people can uh, study them and make sure that they're doing their homework on them prior to getting to the show, and we can start selling some portfolios at these things. So I have some very high expectations for the remaining. Um, well, five auctions, but the four after Internext that will be occurring this year. And um, I think that, um, that it, it's going to be very successful, and it's gonna, we're going to get some corporate uh, um, players into the room like we did at the last conference. If you remember, the folks from Flowers.com were there. They didn't get Flowers.mobi that they wanted because the price rose, rose too high, but there were a couple of corporate folks in the room, and I think there's going to be a lot more in the room in Vegas. Well, this is um, a totally different platform within the aftermarket that you've come out with. How do you see it in the future uh, uh, against or in terms of how uh, it stacks up against the traditional way that people buy in the aftermarket and drop services or people list a name there? Do you, do you see it reaching a par, or how do you see it fitting into the, the whole uh, the panoply of the uh, aftermarket? I actually think it's going to help the entire aftermarket. I mean, if you go to a traffic conference or an internext conference or whatever other conference we're going to present this uh, this vehicle at um, in the future, and they have to be, you know, really planned out. You know, there are a lot of work to put on uh, because you're weeding through tons of app, you know, tons of submissions, and you have to match up the quality of names. You know, I tell you a little bit what we go through. You know, we we take, you know, this last um, the the uh, the traffic east conference, we had like close to 50 or 60,000 domains submitted to, for consideration. Only 300 make it to the, to the live auction, and another, at that event, we had four or 5,000 in the silent auction. So you're literally tearing down lists of names, and of course, trying not to offend anybody, but you're taking down lists of names and trying to get it to a reasonable level, and then letting other experts, obviously the people that are attending the show, try to vote on what they're interested in seeing um, um, that they want to bid on, and then and then getting to uh, uh, um, you know a decent group of names that you think you're going to sell. We sold 33 percent of the names presented in the live auction, and in total we sold 400 names in the live and silent auction. So it was a huge success in terms of number of names. I think that when you set new records and you set um, new average sales for a certain quality of names in different industries, it helps the entire aftermarket, and it also 
due to the success of the press we got on that auction and all the names that were in it. I mean, we're in all kinds of magazines, journals, online and offline. It opened up a lot of folks' eyes to um, how valuable domain names can be for their business and why, why they're not there. So I think it's going to play a very good part. I think it's going to help CDU's business. I think it's going to help the new by domain slash afternic uh, sales vehicle. It's going to help our new marketplace that we just launched and its live and silent uh, conglomerate of events. And it's going to help drive more traffic revenue because we're going to try to enha- to encourage folks to um, get get their domain names on our Traffic Club program so that we can validate stats. And if they're not on Traffic Club, at least get them on somebody's parking program. And so it's going to increase PPC revenue. It's going to increase the value, the foundation value of domain names. And I think it's going to be very good for the industry as a whole. If we've got a couple more minutes, here's the other thing I was really curious about. Uh, Moniker was a, a standalone company for so long. You, you developed this great reputation for being the most secure place you can hold domains, your preferred registrar with, with professionals. You had your aftermarket site. Then, in this big wave of consolidation that we've seen in the last couple of years, you became part of it. <laughs> Excuse me, in merging into the um, CVAS network. And and you're wondering how does that, if at all, how does it change your business or the way that you do business and uh, what positives came out of that or negatives? Because, you know, so many companies are in the position you were in and are now part of a, a, a greater whole that's involved in every corner of the market. And I wonder how it affects a single business like yours. Well, it was important for us uh, when we went through that transition it, to not have it change things much. And as most of our customers know, um, it didn't change things negatively because we, uh, uh, you know, I stayed in control of the company along with my partner, Eric, and uh, we stayed independent. We're in our same offices. Uh, we've expanded and grown and, uh, you know, doubled our business yet again from 2005 to 2006, and we're on our way to another banner year in 2007. Um, you know, there were some synergies, and then there were some um, some areas in which we weren't going to be synergistic. So uh, we were able, um, in a short period of time, I'll tell you one of the, you know, I guess one of the one of the areas where we were able to leverage each other uh, as a as a conglomerate company or as a you know independently held company with a parent um, is that um, when we had to come out with this live and silent auction system. Um, um, within a short period of time, um, we couldn't do it all in-house. So we, we, we hit the CVAST uh, developers who were very good at, um, at um, you know, development of their particular platforms, which are in the, in the PPC and customer acquisition field. And they really stepped in and did a great job of helping us get to the deadline and coming out with an auction platform and, uh, and a way to do it. And, of course, it's, it's going to be better the next time and better the next time to do that. So from that standpoint, we were able to merge and, um, and leverage our – our um, technology resources together. Obviously, things like human resources and uh, and and uh, finance and stuff can also be managed more efficiently, so you don't have to do that in the office. But sales and management of our independent business and focusing on domain asset management is um, something um, is something that we're continuing to focus on. And I think you'll see something very exciting. Uh, about us uh, coming out this year, because um, uh, as independent we are, we're we're also looking to do some exciting things in the industry, and uh, you should see some uh, some significant news coming sometime in the next uh, six to eight months about about us. Do you see more acquisitions for the the whole CVAS family expanding into other areas then? Well, there could be some spinouts, there could be some acquisitions, there could be some you know there could be some other opportunities as well. So uh, 
we went in we went into it with a set plan and uh and uh, we're going to come out uh you know with a set plan and achieving our goals and objectives uh, so that's the good news out of the I whole think, thing i would think your biggest problem would be uh keeping all those CVAS folks who are up in upper new york state or to from moving down to florida and <laughs> hanging out in the <laughs> yep. office all the time and sleeping on your sofa yeah well we only have one uh <laughs> and, who who moved down with us and uh his name is mike white and he's been a great great help As a matter of fact uh He's been um, an integral part of helping getting the names submitted into the auction system. He played a valuable role in helping us weed down the list and getting um, getting all the spreadsheets conglomerated and put together. And he spent many days and hours with me late night uh, going through the last auction list. And he's really been a huge help to the organization, so we're glad to have him down. But, yeah, they, they do make a couple trips down here and there, and uh, uh, but uh, they go right back up home. <laughs> There's no explaining some folks. Once you're in sunny Florida, I don't know how you can go back up there, especially this time of year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Well, the one of the, the another thing I was going to ask you about is one of the um, quotes in our um, story was from I think it was Frank Schilling had said that what we refer to as the secondary market, the aftermarket, is actually going to become the primary market. In other words, he thinks that we're getting very close to a point where more dollars will be spent on buying old registrations from other people who own them rather than new registrations. And you're you're on both sides of that fence as as a registrar and an aftermarket. Uh, do you see that possibly playing out? Oh, for sure. As you know, we've always played both sides. We were the only registrar back in 2002 that actually had an aftermarket uh, integrated into our primary market because we did believe that. If you take all the top names out of the picture and uh, the top names happen to become owned by other people, you don't have a choice but to try to make a, a way to offer the top names either for sale in the aftermarket or other types of combinations uh, or variations of those names available in the primary market. So when you go on to moniker.com, for instance, and you, and you put in a name that you want to look at, um, you want to type in a name, and if it's not available, it gives you an option to go into the aftermarket and seeing what other names with those same keywords are available and at what prices, whether they're buy now or put a bid on them or request an offer. And we've always had that kind of a play in our mentality because we've always looked at domain names as real estate, as assets. And so I do believe that um, that it is one big market, whether it's a it, whether you're getting it new in the primary market or in the aftermarket, for sure. And I think it's gonna it's gonna continue to go that way. Um, obviously, there's 110 million domain names registered to date. 60 or so million are .com, .nets, uh, you know, .org. So most of the good .coms are are taken. But again, with our live auctions and what's going on on our site and other aftermarket sites, you can get some very good names at still some very reasonable prices, and even at some premium prices that will look cheap in 10 years. Um, if you really are dedicated and going to have a long-term business in this industry, I recommend that everybody not try to settle for something that's second or third best when you can afford something that's first best and pay a little bit more today because you'll look back 10 years with the way this industry is growing and you'll kick yourself for not getting the name you really want or need for your business. You can look back one year or two years. If you look through our archive of prices, uh, you know, you'd fall off your chair and go, wow, I could have bought that for that price like two years ago. The escalation yep. has really been phenomenal if you look yep. back. As a matter of fact, I've had a unique thing happen with customers. Uh, I've had four or five 
you know, um, customers just in the last couple of weeks say, you know that that name I was looking at last last year or last couple months, or I saw you at that conference and you said, hey, you should get that now because in a couple months it's going to be worth more. And they and they turn their heads and they change, they did a 180 and they're like, hey, I, I want to get it now. Please help me get that name. You know, they are, they're convinced. And so I'm going to, you know, I think we're all going to start seeing more and more of that. And, um, you know, that's why you see, you know, names like cameras.com, you know, going for $1.5 million at a live auction. And, you know, vodka.com, which is, a, you know, a, something that's going to be here forever, you know, an, a, a generic brand, you know, generic um, um, industry brand of, you know, vodka for that for that Russian million billionaire and to, to buy that as a, as a Russian vodka distributor, he's going to be, you know, kissing himself all over the place with his family and his family's, you know, his generations of that business and how long it's going to be that he's going to own vodka.com. He just put a cap on the market and, and locked out his competition, which is really great. Exactly. And Sig Solaris did that with cameras.com in your auction in October. To me, you know, that was the, the highest sale that day at one and a half million dollars. But to me, that was one of the great bargains of 2006 what's i mean cameras what a what a category that is and you own the category on the internet with that name i mean it's just uh it's really mind-boggling right right and you know there's a couple industries that have you know there's some industries that have a lot of top level domains like if you go into the finance industry for instance you know you can get finance or stocks or bonds or mortgage or you know loans and all that stuff and you could all say they're the top names in the industry but you go to cameras and you got you know you go to the camera or the photography industry, there's maybe a couple of names that are the top names. You know, one of the names that Rick Schwartz owns, which is Candy, I think is one of the most valuable domain names, uh, you know, in the industry today because Candy is the number one term in the confections business. No one types in confections. They don't know what right. confection is. It's mm-hmm. Candy. And not only that, but you acquire a customer with Candy at the very earliest ages when they're children. And then it just so happens that those children grow up eating that brand of candy, and then all of a sudden they feed their kids the same candy. And by the way, those candy companies happen to be big conglomerate companies like Hershey's, Nestle's, Cadbury's that have cereal, tobacco products, uh, liquor, and tissue paper, and all kinds of stuff. And all of a sudden the house fills up with that particular conglomerate's brand of products and services, and that's why they acquire you at an early age throwing candy down your throat. And so to own a name like that is huge. And so, you know, Hershey's or somebody needs to buy that name, you know, and uh, same with Diamonds and, you know, all these other big names that are in the industry uh, that are top-level domain names that people just don't get right now that are very valuable are extremely valuable, you know, long-term customer acquisition type names that will be, you know, more and more valuable as we move forward. Because that was, I think, the liveliest seminar at the last traffic where uh, the Madison Avenue panel was there and, and, the domainers just couldn't understand why they couldn't understand the value that was in that. But I remember one of the participants from Madison Avenue said, well, the generic, that's the exact opposite of what we are. They think brands only. So they're thinking, oh, we don't we don't want to just be candy. We want to be Hershey's chocolate or whatever. But they don't see that if you, you define your category. If you're Hershey's, uh, you want to be known, we are candy, we are it. And like you said, you can use that as a portal, a gateway to all your different your, your products. But uh, vodka.com was, uh, you know, a brick out of the wall where this guy got it. And uh, he won't be the last one who's going to get it either. Uh, I, and I think we'll see more and more in that, uh, of that as we go forward. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I agree. I agree. How are we doing on time? Are they going to let us stay on tonight? Um, I think they want to wrap up, so maybe one more uh, one more point, and then we can uh, we can get rolling. 
I thought we had those guys so enthralled in the control room that they were just, uh, you know, we could go as long as we want. Well, I just got a message from uh, Fast Eddie saying, hey, how are we doing, which means we're getting tired, we need to go home. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely been uh, an interesting conversation. I think one of the uh, the uh, most fascinating ones we've had of the times we've been on. It's great to have the time to stretch out like that. And I, I always found it, find it amazing. I can, uh, In fact, I try to avoid getting on the phone now because I can get on the phone with somebody, a report, maybe a report from the Wall Street Journal or someone who asks one question. We can be on the phone for an hour or two hours, and the time goes so fast, it's like you blink your eye because there's so much to talk about. And even tonight, we probably uh, barely scratched the surface of, of what's just such a great industry. I pinch myself every day and count my blessings that I was lucky enough to find my way into it. Yeah, yeah, me as well. Me as well. It's still fun, and uh, I think it's going to be fun for many, many years. And again, I think it's, um, you know, when I had... Uh, uh, Zappy and uh, Andrew Miller on from uh, IREG. Um, you know, they said, you know, we're we feel like we're in the very first inning of a of a very long baseball game that's going to go a lot of extra innings. And I agree with that. You know, it's uh, it's at the very early innings. Um, we're at the very first inning. You know, it's only ten years old. And if you look at how old real estate is and other industries that are similar to this, investment type industries or things that have grown in value like this, uh, we're we're not even you know. You know, I'll, I'll be dead, and my children will be dead, and this thing will be rocking. You know, yep. I've been old. I'm old enough to have seen this happen in other industries. I remember. I remember the early cable TV investors sat there for over a decade, and nothing happened, and they all sold out. And it was the next wave that came in and said, "Oh, this is really great," but its time just hadn't come. And there were like billionaires made in that industry. Uh, television started in the 30s, but it didn't really get big until like the mid 50s when when I was a kid. Most of these things take 20. 25 years to play out so you're right it's you know this is still the the seed germinating here but we we're a long way from seeing the, the whole flower in bloom yeah for sure for sure well ron i think we're gonna we're gonna wrap up things and let the folks at the studio go home and uh i want to thank you so much for uh not only your contribution tonight but also your contribution to the industry and uh for those that you don't that don't know it uh, ron jackson was also voted into the hall of fame for uh the Wadden uh, Conference, which is the traffic conference, and uh, that's a great honor to have when you're voted in by your peers, and you certainly deserve it. You've done a great job of covering the industry, helping it grow and be strong, and uh, and being very um, um, you know unbiased when you're covering your stories, and uh, you've really helped out the industry and giving your perspective. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to have you on, and I look forward to having you on in the future, and I look forward to seeing you at, uh, at traffic and, uh, and all the other conferences that we're going to see each other this year. Absolutely. Thank you so much, and we'll see you soon. Okay, thanks a lot. Thanks again to Ron Jackson, the editor-in-chief of DN Journal. I uh, highly recommend everybody go there. It's a great site to get educated about the domain industry. It covers every aspect of our industry, including domain name sales and what's going on in our industry, and the show and the conference overviews and recaps and uh, the important things that are going on in our industry and so on. Uh, just a friendly reminder, uh, next Wednesday... We will not be doing uh, a show on Webmaster Radio. We will be broadcasting the uh, domain auction live on another network uh, because we're going to be at the Internext conference, and it's going to be adult-related, so we'll give everybody information about that uh, shortly. Um, we will be back on the week after, um, uh, I believe live from uh, the Affiliate Summit. And so we have back-to-back -back conferences in Las Vegas. We're going to be out there for 10 days working our tails off and helping educate folks about the domain industry. And um, um, hopefully we'll have some great news to report from next week's live uh, domain auction at Internext. And that will be uh, at 7 o'clock 
uh, no, I'm sorry, at 3 o'clock Pacific Standard Time till 7 o'clock Pacific Standard Time, live from Las Vegas and internext. And uh, we'll have the results posted up on our website and uh, a bunch of news about how uh, you can get access to hearing that show and that broadcast. With that, I'll let everybody go. Thank you for listening and joining in. Any feedback, please send to Monty, M-O-N-T-E, at moniker.com. Archives are available at uh, webmasterradio.fm and also on moniker.com's website. Be the master of your domain. See you uh, in a couple weeks. Take care. Ah, spring. Nothing like the world progressing towards summer to inspire your own progress. That's what life's all about. In your career, relationships, and your finances. Let's talk about that last one. With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. So your weekly grocery run can feel even more productive, and that morning coffee can taste like a little victory. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities to get lower rates on loans. Like for a new ride, or finally having a home to call your own. Sounds like progress, right? With Chime Secured Credit Card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com build. That's Chime.com build. Chime. Feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A., members FDIC. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com disclosures for details.